Howdy, and welcome to Casa Loud Chats, a podcast dedicated to Nickelodeon's the Casa Grandes and the Loud House universe. And I'm your host, Sunny. And welcome to episode 57 of Casa Loud Chats. And I apologize to everybody for this long hiatus I had from the, from the podcast from September to October, but I am back for the podcast talking about every day when it comes to the Loud House and the Casa Grandes. I had a really busy month during September, and I'm sorry for that long hiatus, but I am back this month to talk about every Everything that's happened with all the news of the Loud House and Casa Grandes because there is a lot. <laughs> when I was writing up my notes for this uh, this uh, Casa News section, or, or when I was writing up my notes for this week's episode, it's like there's just so much to talk about because there's been a bunch of episodes that have aired. There's a bunch of new episodes that've been announced. Like there's just so many episodes of the Loud House that I haven't talked about yet that have that have synopsis or like are coming out soon. It's crazy to think about because soon enough season. Five will be over. With all the new episodes we're going to be talking about later, there's only three episodes left of season five of Loud House, which is insane to think about. So, and then of course there's new Casa Grande episodes that season three has just started. So I'm very excited. I'll be talking about episodes from season three, which will be really exciting to talk about. And just again, there's lots and lots of news to discuss. So with that being said, let's get into some Casa news. Alright, so on the top of the show, before I start talking about all the new episodes that were announced for the Loud House of the Castagrandes, I forgot last episode to talk about two episodes of the Loud House that had aired uh, alongside Lori Days and Dream of Lily Dream. I apologize for forgetting these two episodes as, you know, last time the, uh, the episode read a little too long because, again, there was just so much to talk about. But I forgot to talk about Much Ado About Noshing and Broadcast Blues. It's because these episodes had aired early a long time ago, so I totally forgot that they'd aired, you know, officially, and I forgot to talk about them. So I'll do a real quick recap and review of these episodes before we get right into all the news. So much ado about noshing, the kids helped dad track down the mysterious person who left Lynn's table a bad review. So this episode is basically the Frida art episode from Casa Grande season 2 with the fact that it deals with a bad review being towards something like this time it's Lynn Senior's uh, you know, restaurant and the kids try to help him by tracking down who the bad reviewer was. And the fact that, like, majority of the people that were there was, like, Flip, Mr. Grouse, Mrs. Bernardo, uh, Scoots, and some others. I forget who was there. Uh, this episode, to me, personally, is probably... I would say it's probably my least favorite episode of season five, but here's here's the thing. The only reason I say that is because I feel like the ending wears down a pretty decent episode because the fact that the ending is that Lynn Senior was butt dialing the whole time and he's the one that made uh he's the one that made a new account and that's how he was getting bad reviews. Like I think it's very contrived. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. I get that they set up the whole butt dialing thing, but. Also 
honestly, the way they went about it at the end where it's like, oh, it's nobody's fault. It was Lynn Sr.'s. It was our dad's who was butt-dialing the whole time. I think it's kind of a stupid reason. So, yeah, that just doesn't make any sense to me. So, honestly, not gonna lie, I think this is probably my least favorite episode of season 5 just because of that reason. There really hasn't been an episode this season that's really made me angry. Well, besides Ghosted, has made me angry, but it's not, like, my least favorite in the entire show. This would probably be just because I think... Honestly, after finding out it was just Lindsay here the whole time, it's kind of a waste of an episode then. Like, again, cause, because Casa Grande's did a better episode than this. If you would have had it where, you know, like, I really like the scene where Lindsay here does get mad after he still is, after he still keep, he's still getting these bad reviews. He basically, you know, like, tells everybody to piss off, you know, <laughs> like, that was so great of Lindsay here getting mad at them. Again, but Casa Grande's did, did this way better with art instead of having it be food. But, you know, it's fine, again, but it's probably my least favorite right now of, of Season 5, so there's that. And at Broadcast Blues, the action news team has to cater to Chandler's demands after he buys the club new equipment. So, yes, this is the Chandler episode, the one we've been dreading forever because, again, Chandler is the worst. <laughs> um, this episode's not that bad, mainly because Chandler does get his comeuppance in the end. Like, I do like the fact that Chandler... Like, after Juice for Fears, they made Chandler kind of the jerk of the Loud House. Like, he's the bully and stuff. And I I'm glad that this episode didn't try to redeem Chandler in any way. Like, when you see the opening with Chandler and he sees, like, the, the, the action news team on the TV, he's actually pretty jealous of Lincoln and the crew. Like, you could tell the reason he's doing this is because he's jealous of Lincoln and, and his friends that they're so popular. And, like, yeah, he does take advantage of the crew by getting his own segment and he does a lot of bad things. But again, they don't try to redeem Chandler. They don't, they don't want. They don't make us feel bad for him in any way. It's like, yeah, he's a jerk, and that's how it is. And I actually kind of like that. I, I would be a little worried if they even attempted to try to redeem him, like in Jews for Fears. It's like you tried, and it didn't really work. So we're we're not gonna we're not gonna redeem Chandler. And I think that's the best way to go about it. I'm not saying I don't want to see like character development with Chandler, but if they're not going to redeem him and just make him the bully jerk of the loud house with, with Lincoln and friends to deal with that I guess it's just how it has to be you know so it's not a bad episode you know it, it, I, will, I was kind of worried about it but honestly it's just okay to me personally would it be a Chandler episode it's not like it's not really something that I would go back to but it's just a decent Lincoln and friends episode as most Lincoln and friends episodes are so yeah, these episodes were just both okay. You know, again, I, I was, you know, I, I totally forgot about that because Lori Day's and Dream of Lily Dream were just like fantastic episodes that I totally forgot about these two. But uh, there's a little just a uh, fast review on those two so we could get to all the news that came out for the Loud House of the Castagrandes. So while I was gone, we got a lot of episodes announced for both shows. So there's so many episodes to talk about for brand new episodes on the Loud House of the Castagrandes. So we're going to start with the Loud House for season five a majority of season five has just been announced so we have a ton of these episodes to discuss and uh another thing is that two episodes have aired early already from italy how the best has won in animal house again no spoilers till these episodes air officially in the u.s but we do have synopsis for them so we can talk about them here how the best was won. The gang splits up competing for the title of middle school's best friends create a rift be 
creating a rift between the group. So yeah, it's another Week of the Friends episode. And again, I won't talk about because I've already seen it. But I think it's a pretty good episode. Like, again, it's standard Week of the Friends episodes. But I'll talk about it more once we actually get the official release in the U.S. But yeah, it's... It's, I, I really want to talk about it because I think it's a great episode, but it's mostly just like, on the levels of Lincoln Friend episodes, it's pretty up there, but it's like, you know, on the same level of them. An Animal House. Alana struggles to find homes for the exotic pets of the Royal Woods Animal Shelter before they're moved out. So yeah, so it's really nice to get another Alana episode. Again, I won't talk about it here, but it's just another, like, really wholesome, cute Lana episode. And there's a very important part about, about this episode that kind of ties into the Loud House podcast. But again, that, that's a spoiler I won't talk about here till they officially air in the U.S. So next episodes, which are Fam Scam, embarrassed by her family, Lola pretends to be a McBride to impress her new sophisticated pageant friend. So I'm surprised it took them this long to do this kind of episode with Lola. You know, like the fact that she's embarrassed by her very loud, chaotic family to try to impress somebody because I've seen this done in many cartoons and sitcoms before. Like, the best example I can give is in The Simpsons when Marge joins that sophisticated club and she tries to, you know, like, pretend that she's all high and mighty with her, you know, her new outfit and stuff and her family tries to be more sophisticated with her and that she's kind of embarrassed by them, basically. This is what, what that reminds me of. But I've seen many cartoons that do this, uh, this, this, uh, this, this little scenario here. So I'm very surprised it took them this this long to do with Lola, but if it feels it doesn't it feels kind of odd that Lola got another episode. She just had one like recently. Like was it the last one she had with Mr. Grouse? I think so. It's like I feel like or no, the last one she had was with Lucy, which is she's all bad. So it's like another Lola episode. I mean, I won't complain because Lola's my third favorite sibling, but it is strange that we just we had another Lola episode and another Lola episode. But you know. Again, while they while they're thinking of new ideas for season five, this is pretty interesting for her to pretend she's a, with Clyde's family to feel more sophisticated because you know she probably knows that you know Clyde's family is more relaxed and the louds according to season one. So again, I'm surprised it took them this long to do this kind of episode with Lola, trying to impress a, a, a pageant sophisticated friend of hers, and it's pro it's probably gonna be a very interesting episode just because of the Lola episode, and Lola episodes never fail. And then the next one is Farm Too Unstable. After realizing farm work with Liam is harder than they thought, Lincoln and the gang look for shortcuts. Another Liam episode? We just had one this season. <laughs> wow, Liam gets two episodes back to back. Good for you, Liam. I mean, what we're talking about later, I mean, we're getting the first Rusty Focus episode in this show, and we had the first Zach episode in the show, and we had two, we have two Liam episodes. Poor Stella. <laughs> All the gang members get their own focus episodes this season, except for Stella. Stella had one last season, I guess that's why. Or maybe we, or maybe she'll she'll have an episode focused on her when those three last episodes get released. So we don't know if every single Lincoln uh, friend group friend uh, group member will get an episode focused on them. But I guess because Stella had it last season, they decided all the other boys need their own focus episodes. But why does Liam get two? I don't get that. Uh, but, you know, they, they like to use Liam, so I guess Liam's the favorite, I guess. But, again, it's another Week of the Friends episode. What do you really expect from those? It's like Click of the Cloud episodes. They're just in the middle somewhere where it's like, that was okay to, and that was fine, you know? So, we'll see what happens. 
Then the next episode is Dis the Cook. Lincoln is convinced the middle school lunch lady is holding a grudge against him and his older sisters. Now, this is odd. Like, this is a very odd episode. I don't, I don't understand it, mainly because why would Lincoln think the lunch lady's holding a grudge against him and his other sisters? I mean, first of all, his other sisters go to other, go to high school, besides Lynn. I think, uh, Lynn is going to be involved the most in this episode, which will be nice if this is actually a Lincoln and Lynn episode. Because we, again, we're, we're lacking on the Lincoln and sister episodes this season because there's so many Lincoln and friends episodes this season that we're lacking on the Lincoln and sister episodes. So again, this is a Lincoln and Lynn episode, that will be pretty cool. But again, I don't really understand this one, like it's... I don't know if I'll really enjoy it, but, you know, I, I'm very curious because of the fact that that says that he has, that the lunch lady has a grudge against him and his older sisters. I think it might be just Lynn. I don't think it's going to be the other sisters, unless they specify that where it's like, oh, like, we also, the lunch lady also didn't like us back in middle school or something. But I think it'll mostly just be a Link in the Lynn episode, which will be fun if that's the case. And then, first sale by Loner, Mr. Grouse attempts to find some peace and quiet after moving away from the louds. What took you so long, Mr. Grouse? <laughs> wow, uh, why did it take you this long to move out from the louds, man? Like, we, I was talking about this with my friends in Discord, and I was like, man, like, I'm surprised Mr. Grouse hasn't moved at all when it comes to living, being neighbors with the louds. And now he finally does it? <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised, again, that it took them this long to do an episode like this with Mr. Grouse moving away. But, again, hey, it's here, and they finally did it. Um, again, I'm, I'm interested in this one, mainly because, like, again, it's, like, how how uh, Mr. Grouse will feel after moving away from the lab. Because, again, he's been their neighbor for years. And so, seeing that now he's finally had, um, so he's finally going to try to find some peace and quiet, like... What it, what are the Louds going to do that's going to make him finally snap? Because, like, there's so many things that the Louds have done to Mr. Grouse that would have made him move, like, seasons ago. But it's this time, it's like, okay, this time I'm done, I'm moving out. Like, what could the Louds do that they haven't done before that would make Mr. Grouse snap? That's what I'm very curious about, is what will finally make Mr. Grouse move away and, and snap from the Louds being their neighbors? I don't know, but... You know, again, like, like how family bonding, there's always been neighbors moving in that other house next to them. So Mr. Grouse always being their neighbor, now that he finally snaps and moves away, what's going to, what, what is the cause of that? What is going to finally make Mr. Grouse realize that he has to move away? I don't know, but we'll see what happens. I'm very interested in that one, for sure. Then the next episode we know about is Appetite for Destruction. Now, the synopsis for this one is just pretty vague. It's just Lily starts misbehaving at home. And that's all we know about it. So it's a Lily-focused episode, which to me personally seems like the very first Lily-focused episode of the show. Some may argue Dream of Lily Dream, but to me personally, that's more of a Lisa episode and Lily is the plot device. But she also does play a part in it, so I would say they both kind of, it's like a Lily and Lisa episode. And this is mostly going to be a Lily episode because, again, Lily hasn't had a single episode about being in preschool this season. So that's odd, right? Um, so yeah, I don't know, because like, um, people are saying this could be a sequel to Potty Mouth, because it, has, it says Lily starts misbehaving at home, which if it is a sequel to Potty Mouth, I'll be pretty happy, because Potty Mouth is one of my favorite episodes of the entire show. It's 
honestly the funniest episode of the entire show. <laughs> I mean, come on. You, you, you gotta laugh when it's like, dang it, oh, she was be saying donut. <laughs> it makes me lose it every time. And like, Lisa, what the heck, man? <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, so if it's like a sequel to Potty Mouth, that would be pretty cool. And again, as I said, Lily gets a, a another or just main focus episode that'd be with Lisa. We'll see what happens, but there is there is something like this that was in the comics where Lily's go where Lily was going through her terrible twos, where she was basically beating the crap out of her family. I'm not sure I want to see that in in animated form, but uh, we'll see what happens in the episode. And then frame on you, when Rusty is wrongfully suspended, the Action News team leaps into action to clear his name. So yes, the final episode, this is the, the official final episode of season 5, in production order, this is the final episode of season 5, it's a Rusty episode. I don't know who asked for this. Who asked for this? Same thing with the Chandler episode, who asked for this? Is there a Rusty fandom out there? I mean, I guess there is, but I don't know. Um, who, who asked for this? I don't know, but... Okay, I guess because of every Lincoln Friend member needs a focus episode, I guess Rusty needs one too, right? You know, but um, I, 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 I wish I wish they could have went with the obvious title, which should have been Who Framed Rusty Smokes. Come on, it's right there. <laughs> Frame on you is, it, I, again, it's a pun, but at the same time, it should have been Who Framed Rusty Smokes. Come on, the, the, it's right there. The, the pun and, and the reference is right there, guys. I mean... Again, it's a Link and Friends episode, so I don't really know what to expect other than what I expect from them. Hopefully it's good because it sounds like it's going to be like a mystery. It, it basically reminds me of Dial M for Mustard from the Casa Grandes. You know, I, when, I first heard of, when I first heard Dial M for Mustard, I was like, oh, this sounds like a Link and Friends episode in Loud House, which was kind of what they did. It's mostly just, again, like a whodunit. This is the same thing here where it's basically a whodunit on, like, who is the one that gets Rusty wrongfully suspended. I don't really believe the whole wrongfully suspended part. Like, if it was Stella, then I believe it, but Rusty, of all people, I don't honestly believe that he couldn't get suspended, but... My, 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 uh, prediction is gonna be that it's Chandler, cause who else would it be? <laughs> it's like how Sergio and the, the Castagrandes is the one that did the, was the pro, was the, the, uh, cause of everything in Gossipy Girl, cause who else would it be? <laughs> it's too obvious, but hopefully they throw us for a loop. They, they, they surprise us by not, not making it the obvious answer, but sometimes it's obviously the obvious answer, but. And finally, since this episode is airing on October 15th, because we have official air date for this episode, it is Fright Bite. When a vampire moves into Royal Woods, Lucy must convince him to turn the Morticious Club into vampires. So yes, another Lucy episode! Woo! Justice for Lucy! For my friend Nito, who's a huge Lucy fan, because, again, Lucy's first focus episode of season 5 was shared with Lola. And anytime you share an episode with Lola, she's basically the spotlight stealer. Sorry, Lucy, that's just how it is. But she's finally, Lucy is getting her own focus episode of season 5 before it ends, and that's great. Good for you, Lucy. Uh, I'm very happy that, that we get justice for Lucy. So, yeah, uh, real-life vampires coming to the Royal Woods. I mean, not surprising with how loud House of Casagrandes are with how crazy this show these shows are now. Especially when we talk about Bud Stoppable and how there are real, there's real time travel in this show. These shows are weird. <laughs> yeah, when you think about it, it's like a real vampire and time travel. This show's weird. <laughs> but then it's, get, then it's like, oh yeah, we had a haunted chicken at one point. 
Man, these shows are weird. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, a, a Lucy episode, of course. Like, I'm very excited that Lucy's getting another episode, but it's mostly focused on her and the Mortician Club, and not another character gets in the way of her spotlight. So, you know, good for you, Lucy. So yeah, that's all the Loud House Season 5 episodes that were announced. It's a lot. But that's all of Season 5. Mainly, mainly all of Season 5 that's going to be airing, and then, like, we're missing three episodes. We're missing a uh, Fright Bite sister episode. Fright Bites only airing by itself on October 15th. It's aired with a Smurfs episode, so it's just airing by itself for 15 minutes, which is strange, but I guess that's just what they're doing, because maybe the sister episode isn't a Halloween-based episode or, like, a spooky episode they could air that day, so maybe that's why they're not airing it and they're just airing Fright Bite because it seems Halloween-esque, so that's fine. Um, yeah, so we don't know about those last three episodes, but that is all of Season 5. So, that's crazy, because, like, thinking about how Season 2 of Casa Grande's just ended recently, <laughs> well, technically it hasn't really ended for the U.S. because we're still missing throwing pays in La La Land for the official U.S. release, but technically Season 2 is over because Season 3 has already started, so. But, <clears throat> but it's crazy to me that Loud House Season 5 still has a long way to go, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be done soon, we just have to have these episodes air eventually. So, it's crazy. But yeah, that's all the loudest episodes that were announced. And let's jump over to the Casa G's! So, starting next week, October 8th, we have two brand new episodes of the Casa Grande's airing for Season 3, as we have the two next episodes for Season 3. Um, which are Squawk in the Name of Love and Date with Destiny. So, Squawk in the Name of Love. Sergio enlists Adelaide's help to become a gentleman in order to win Priscilla back. So, a Sergio Priscilla episode. I mean, I guess this was a long time coming, <laughs> since it is a burning gag in the show with these two. So, a full episode about them. It's basically Lovebirds from the Loud House, so, you know, I mean, Lovebirds, you know, there's, no, there's no dialogue, so with Sergio, of course, there's gonna be dialogue. But he has Adelaide help him? That's odd. <laughs> that's a very odd pairing of Sergio and Adelaide. I don't understand that, but that's pretty interesting how you would do that kind of pairing. You would think it'd be like Carl with Sergio, but Adelaide? I don't know, maybe Carl and Sergio are together for this episode, and maybe Carl doesn't really have good love advice. So maybe Adelaide steps in and be like, and it's like, oh, I can help you. Carl will help Sergio for like five bucks or something. <laughs> you know, like, obviously, again, it's another Sergio episode. We get these every season, and you know, how they are. Like, they're they're okay in terms of quality. Uh, like, like Just Be Cool is like, eh, you know, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I, I, I'm pretty interested in this one just because it has Adelaide in it. Whenever Adelaide's in the episode, she always owns it, no matter if she's like a small role or not. So I think Adelaide's going to like redeem this episode from it being just a generic Sergio episode. And then Date with Destiny. Rosa hears an Ernesto Estrella prediction that Maria and Arturo could get back together. Oh, Casa Grandes, no! Why would you do this to me? Twice! Oh, Casa Grandes, you are setting me up for disappointment once again because you tr you do this to me. You give me what is what I think is going to be an episode that will have so much potential, and I know in the end it'll disappoint me. However, I'm hoping that's not the case this time. Like maybe maybe it's like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me again. Three times, I don't know. You know that 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 I don't know because like again. 
It's like, yes, we've wanted a Marie and Arturo episode since the beginning. Since we've known that they've, they have a divorce. What is the effect of their divorce? Like, how is their relationship like? You know, like, we've been wanting that for a while. And ever, like, any time that they kind of try to reference the divorce or mention the divorce, it doesn't have any meaning or effect on the show whatsoever. Like, yeah, Grandparent Trap was missed opportunity episode with, like, Rodian worried that her grandparents might split up because she already has experience with her parents being broken up or, or Teacher's Friends. Although Teacher's Friend again, is on a whole other level now with, like, that not really being what I kind of wanted to go with the divorce, but it really just felt like that they didn't really want to touch upon it. And I'm hoping maybe this episode, if it doesn't touch upon the divorce, at least gives us more insight into Maria, Maria and Arturo's relationship. Because, you know, they, they seem cool, but, like, sometimes they're a little awkward, awkward with each other. You know, the divorce is mostly healthy. It's not no bad blood between them. But maybe this could give some insight uh, to why they divorced and what happened between them or something. But I don't want to get my hopes up because, again, I've had, I've had hope in two times before and they failed me twice on it, so I don't know. But the fact that it does focus on Maria and Arturo is something that I've wanted, so I will at least enjoy it for that factor rather than hoping, then thinking that I'll be set up and then disappointed. The other thing about it, of course, is that Rosa is hearing this over an Ernesto Estrella prediction. So yes, Arturo, so yes, Ernesto returns in this episode, which it seems like forever since we've seen him, actually. Like, the, what's the last time we saw Ernesto in season one? Is there, there wasn't a single episode of season two I can recall that Ernesto came, came back. Or maybe I'm re misremembering. Like, I know Rosa has mentioned Arch uh, Ernesto before, like, actually in the, in the recent, uh, first season, uh, first season three episode with, uh, Hector, she does reference Ernesto in that episode. Um, but I don't think there's been a single time he, he, he came back in season two. I most, mostly the last time we saw Ernesto was in season one. If you can tell me what episode Ernesto comes back in the season two, please remind me. Because again, I don't think there's a single episode he comes back in the season two. For I can remember. Like, again, the only thing that they reference is from the universe from, from Horoscope. But that's another mess. But that's not really Ernesto coming back. Ernesto is coming back in this episode. What I'm thinking now because of that... This could be Horoscope 2.0. Just because, like, in Horoscope, when uh, Ernesto says that Radia could find love, Rosa thinks that when Lincoln comes to visit, it's mainly because of that. So, I, I mean, I really hope, and this may be a stretch, they could reference Horoscope in this episode, mainly to piss me off, but, like, in, a, in like, a way where it's like, oh, like, you know, when, when Rosa tells Roddy and Bobby that Ernesto says that her parents, the parents could be, get back together, Roddy is like, oh, uh, like, Rosa, oh, that one, oh, well, Abuela, you shouldn't believe that. Remember the last time Ernesto did these predictions? Great Lake City wasn't bad luck, and me and Lincoln were never gonna be a thing, or something like that, or, or Roddy is like, and me and Lincoln never found love together, or whatever, and, like, uh, like, I imagine, like, Roddy denies that fact, but then Rosa just goes like, or did was he wrong, <laughs> or something like you know, like Roddy is like denial of it. It's like when he said I would find love, that did not happen. And Rosa's like, well, technically, well, I mean, like again, like at the end of Horoscope, when uh, when Roddy finds the love bird, and Rosa's like, you did find love today. Technically, he was right in that episode itself. To me, that's a cop out ending. That doesn't mean he was right technically. I I, I still don't like that ending. It's like, oh, technically he was right. No, he wasn't. 
He didn't mean lovebird, he meant actual love, Roddy, and that doesn't mean he was right, cop-out ending. Maybe they could actually fix that, where it's like, Roddy is like, oh, well, the last time Ernesto had a prediction, he thought Great Lake City was bad luck, we had to move to Royal Woods, and of course that didn't happen, and then the other time, he thought me and Lincoln could be a thing, and that wasn't really what happened, and whatever, and Rosa's like, well, I mean... It could happen, right? And Roddy is like, well, I mean, it's not like it's not a possibility, you know? Like, like she's like trying so hard to deny it, but she's like, well, I mean, you know, I, I well, it's like, like Rosa's like, well, you know, like Lincoln's come to visit a few times before, and she's like, okay, I guess you're right about that. <laughs> like, I hope at least maybe they reference it. Like again, Roddy could just reject it again like she's like oh well that that didn't happen that doesn't mean anything or whatever you know because that's how it's gonna be but maybe they don't reference horoscope but because this feels like horoscope 2.0 that that that's probably what's gonna happen when roddy is denying the fact that could happen because she's like oh well arnesto said that me and lincoln could be a thing but that's that didn't even happen but it's like but lincoln still comes to visit right and it's like well yeah i mean he does technically ha <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's how I would write the episode. Come on, Casa Grandes, let me write this episode, alright? I, I got you, I got you. But, like, the Arturo Maria stuff, I hope at least they just, like, when Rosa's trying to, like, set them up on dates or whatever and get them together, like, I hope they at least kind of bond and maybe they reminisce about being together and stuff. Like, obviously, I know they probably won't get back together at the end of the episode, I'm a little worried they might, but I, I I think because of how it is with the show, they're probably not going to get back together because, like, with Teacher's Fret, uh, you know, Arturo didn't end up with Mrs. G, even though he had a very happy, healthy relationship, but they didn't end up together, so that's fine. So I don't think that's going to happen. I think, you know, Arturo and Maria are just going to tell Rosa, like, we're just happy being divorced. We have our own lives. We don't want to get back together. It's just, it's just the way it is. We just didn't work out, and that's okay. Like, I think Rosa's going to learn in this episode, that she really shouldn't just believe every single thing Ernesto says. Because Roddy Ann is the only person that knows that Ernesto is full of shit. <laughs> like, I, I mean, obviously, I, know, I think I know, I think Hector obviously knows that, but like, she's the only one that knows that Ernesto is a faker. So she obviously didn't tell Rosa that he's a faker because to let, keep her spirits up because she like believes in Ernesto because Ernesto's her hero. But I think in this episode, she'll learn that she shouldn't meddle in people's lives and just let things grow naturally. Because like, again, the last time she did that, you know, she had Roddy Ann in a pig frenzy thinking that that her and Lincoln could be a thing and stuff and rushing the relationship and, you know, like, she should just let relationships grow naturally instead of, like, forcing them together. I say that as a shipper because I want Roddy to be canon, but I know the show is just letting them grow easily, so that's fine. <laughs> but, you know what I mean. But, like, yeah, I, I, don't want, I don't want them to rush things. So, like, with Arturo and Maria, like, don't rush them. They don't want to be together. That's fine. You know, that's just the way it is. Like, they're healthy, happy, just being divorced. I, I, I don't want to be like, I, I mean, if, if they do end up back together in some way, maybe I'll be happy. But I think with the show, they probably won't do that. But, you know, I'm, I'm very just, I'm very hesitant about this episode. Like, I want to go in excited and not disappoint, thinking I'll be disappointed, you know? Because to me, it sounds like a sequel to Horoscope. It just sounds like 
horoscope with Arturo and Maria, basically. So, you know, I, I just, it, it, it sounds, it's like, it's catering to me. It has Rosa, Ernesto, and Arturo and Maria in it. It's practically like I wrote this episode, you know, like I would write it, but if I wrote it, I'd have Roddy and imply that she still thinks that she could end up with Lincoln, but that's not probably not going to happen in the show because... They don't do me like that. But, you know, we'll never know. <laughs> but we'll see what happens on October 8th. And I, I don't know if I should be excited or scared. That's for sure. <laughs> and finally, the last new episode that was announced for the Cast of Grandes and airing October 15th is Curse of the Candy Goblin. When Carl takes trick-or-treating too far, he must return his candy to the neighborhood goblin. So... When Miguel answers on his AMAs that something could happen, he's not sure it'll happen, it's gonna happen. So yes, we have the first Casa Grande Halloween special! Woo! Yes, this is very exciting! We, ha we had their Christmas episode, and now we have a Halloween special. Because they've had Halloween episodes in the past, like New Hots and Croats, which is technically not a Halloween episode, but New Hots, you know what I mean. But now we have a full... Halloween special with the entire family. With the entire family, I mean, because Carl is the focus of this episode, which, yeah, I mean, it was a long time coming. You know, with Carl having so many episodes last season, it's like, okay, well, let's just give him a full special this season. Good. Like, that's fine. Like, just give him a full special and give him a break from focus episodes later on. But I know that's probably not going to happen. But, you know, I was like, all right, Carl special. I knew it was coming, whatever. But after seeing a promo for this episode, which I'll link in the description, the whole family's involved in this special. And all their costumes are distinctly just, like, perfect for their characters. Roddy is dressed up as La Tormenta, which is great. Um, uh, the Carl is, uh, El Falcone, of course. Uh, uh, the Carlota is Alicia. Bobby is a zombie, which is a reference to role model from the Castagrande arc, which is, makes me very happy to see that continuity, of course. And then for some reason, CJ is dressed up as Hector. I think that's really cute, but at the same time, why? <laughs> I think it's adorable, though. He loves his grandpa so much, he'll dress up as him. So, yes, the whole family seems to be involved in this episode, which I think is the best thing. Because with Carl episodes, we tend to not really have episodes where it's with the whole family for majority of episodes. It's either with Sergio or Adelaide. So, seeing that this is a whole special focus on him, but the whole family is involved, I think will be the best thing for an entire special. Because Zoom Emergency, for example, was focused on the Changs, and the Casagrandes didn't really help out in the episode. Like, again, Rodian was put to the side, and the family was really involved and stuff. Then we had Operation Popstar, which was a Carlota focused episode, which kind of had the family involved, but not really. It was her episode. And then, like, we had the Sid Adelaide, not Sid Adelaide, the Sid Rodian subplot, which is, you know, that. <laughs> And, of course, we had the Christmas episode, which, you know, is really cute. I think it's great that we get everybody involved in the Christmas episode. So, seeing that everybody's going to be dressed up in their Halloween costumes for Halloween is wonderful. And, of course, the minute I saw Roddy dressed up as La Tormenta, I immediately rushed to my tablet and drew as fast as I could. I finished it in, like, a day. So, yeah, like, like anytime I see Roddy in a new costume or outfit, I immediately put on my, my artist glasses and just start drawing right away. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'm very excited for the first Halloween special with the Castagrandes. It's a long time coming. They should have had this a long time ago, but I'm very, very happy that we get a Halloween special for the Castagrandes. So I'm wondering what else they could do with specials for, like, holidays. Because we had, we have Halloween, we have Christmas. I mean, it's a possibility. Thanksgiving. Gladys Thanksgiving 2.0 could be around the corner. 
I mean, you know, we never know. I mean, we, we had Curse, which is technically last day's giving 1.5. But hey, a sequel episode wouldn't be bad, Castagrandes. There you go. I mean, is there like... Is there like, uh, like Croak is not, like Croak's not Mexican Halloween, obviously, as, as Sid would say. Uh, but like, is there like, like, do they celebrate Thanksgiving? No, they do, right? <laughs> they do. That's already been established. But like, I'm wondering what other holiday they could do. I mean, Valentine's Day is also a possibility. But then again, Squawk in the Name of Love and Date with Destiny are technically like Valentine's Day episodes. And we're getting them, like, this early season three, so I guess that's already been done. I don't know what other holidays they could do or specials. We don't, we have no idea. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, like, all these episodes sound super promising. I am worried about those, those Cascarani episodes, especially Date with Destiny. That's probably going to cater to me in the best way or the worst way we don't know, because it's technically an episode that's just, like, throwing at my face. Like, here, 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 take it, take it, take it. It's basically how, like, we finally got a Sid to Adelaide episode, which we'll talk about later. Now, Arturo Maria, here you go, take it. It's like, oh, so worried, you know what I mean? But I'm very, very excited about all these episodes that are going to be airing uh, uh, whenever they do. But, yes, next week we'll have the Casa Grande Season 3 airing, uh, Squawk in the Name of Love and Date with Destiny on, t on October 8th. And then... October 15th is Fright Bite, the Lucy episode for the Loud House, and Curse of the Candy Goblin, the Halloween special from the Casa Grandes. So let's jump into some comic news, as we have lots of news about the comics coming out. So, so this thread I'm reading from is from Candy Randy J on Twitter that writes a whole thread about all the all the Loud House comics and all the official synopsis and everything that are coming out in the in the next coming months or a year or so. Alright, so the first thing we have here is, here's the official description for Loud and Clear uh, that's coming out on 8-9-2022. Uh, uh, the, the Loud House family answer your burning questions in this next album. Behold, the long-awaited answers to some of the biggest questions surrounding the Loud family. Lola's favorite color, pink. Wendy's favorite color is zebra. Lincoln's top two favorite comic characters are Musclefish and Ace Savvy. All these groundbreaking revelations and side-splitting laughs and more served up by Lincoln Loud and his 10 sisters, Lori, Lenny, Luna, Wan, Lynn, Lucy, Lisa, Lola, Lana, and Lily, and all of their friends in the latest anthology installment based on the hit Nickelodeon animated series featuring stories by the Loud House creative team. So yeah, that's the next comment that's coming out, and that's not coming out till... Is that August? Is that what it says? Oh yeah, August 9th, 2022. Um, answering questions. Um, hey Lincoln, uh... What's up with you, Ronnie? <laughs> that's my question. Hey, Ronnie, what's up with you, Lincoln? Huh? That's my question. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but you know that'll be that'll be a fun one. And then this one is coming out on uh, June June second, two thousand twenty-two. It is the uh, it is the the Loud family hits the books in a back to school special. Time to hit the books with the Loud House. Join Lincoln, Lori, Lenny, Luna, Wan, Lynn, Lucy. No, wait. Lucy, Lisa, Lola, Lana, and Lily as they explain the secrets of the universe or the secrets of surviving school anyways. From Lincoln's challenge to go from being the man with the plan in elementary school to the new kid without a hall pass in middle school to Lori's freshman orientation as well as maneuvering her extended long-distance relationship with her boo-boo bear Bobby Santiago plus visit Great Lake City as Rodia goes to prep school which I guess is what they call her school now. I, I thought her school was like a private school. Apparently it's a prep school, so that makes sense. Sure to be more entertaining than a last period lecture on a Friday before vacation. The Loud House and Casa Grandes have your tickets to more laughs and adventures, featuring stories by the Loud House and Casa Grandes creative team. So, 
they decided to just do like this in the comics, like to have Laurie's first orientation at college in the comics instead of the show. Which I don't know whether I'm happy about or sad about. It's like, wow, you couldn't do it in the show, so just, just, just throw it in the comics, that's fine. I mean, I guess because we just get it anyway. Um, same with Lincoln's first day. I mean, we had that in school, but like more Lincoln in middle school. And Rodian's first day at school, again, you couldn't get that in the show. We just throw her right into the school environment with no like explanation. Like, I hope they do kind of emphasize like how she met Laird and some of her school friends and how her and Sid are adjusting to school life when she first gets there, because again, she's the new kid when she moves to the city, so starting a new school will be very scary. But yeah, I'm very excited about that one. That's not coming out till June of next year. And then next we have, lastly, here's the cover art and official description for Super Mercado Sweep, which is going to be uh, May 17th, 2022. This is, I think, the third Casagrande comic, because there's a second one coming out. I think the second one comes out next year in January. Lincoln Lau's close friend, Rodiant, close friend, <laughs> Rodiant, <laughs> sorry, I love, I just love to say that quote too much, close friend, uh, Lincoln Lau's close friend, Rodiant, and Bobby Santiago recently moved to Great Lake City to live with their multi-generational family in an apartment building atop a bustling Mercado. While Bobby helps his abuelo run the Mercado, among other odd, really odd jobs, Rodiant skateboards through big city life of her friends. Living together with their mom, Maria, they are adapting from going to a family of three in Royal Woods, I don't know why I keep saying Royal Oaks, because it's not Royal Woods, to living with their whole extended close-knit family of cousins and aunts and uncles and parents and giant dogs, headed by the kids, abuelos, Hector and Rosa. Now with more all-new comic stories, let the fiesta begin. So basically just a generic synopsis, or not really a synopsis for what stories will be in there. It's basically generic right now. Um... So yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of comic news there, but they always pump out those comics, man. There's a lot coming out. I mean, in December, there's going to be two comics coming out. Love Out Loud, which is the shipping comic, and of course, Guessing Games. So th there's two coming out in one month, which I'm very excited about. But yeah, those won't come out till December, which we have like a few months to wait on those. <laughs> but yeah, that's a lot of comic news. I can't wait for those. Again, I think the next one after Guessing Games is the Casa Grande comic, I believe, which is the second one, uh, which I'm very excited about. I think that's in January, actually, but I don't know what. I don't. I forget. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm probably talking about it on here, but yeah, there's a second one coming out, which is very excited. So yeah, we'll see what happens with all these comics because again, there is a lot what they could give us, lots more content to feed us into the shows while, you know, again, season 5 is going to be ending soon, which will go into season 6 and Casa Grande is with season 3. So we'll see what happens. So the last piece of news, I want to highlight the Nickelodeon All-Star Bra showcases for Lincoln Loud and Lucy Loud. So these videos are up on the Game Mill Entertainment YouTube page that I'll link in the description that show that highlight all of Lincoln and Lucy's abilities, moves, powers, etc. for the Nickelodeon All-Star Bra game. Lincoln's abilities have some really cool moves, like he has his yo-yo that he uses, he can turn into Ace Savvy, he uses water gun, things like that. There's some pretty cool stuff with Lincoln, like... Lincoln's abilities are really neat, but I keep seeing like he's being compared to some character from another video game because of the yo-yo. I'm not sure like who that is. Nessie? I think that's from another video game. I'm not sure. Probably, someone will probably tell me who it is, but yeah, his abilities are really cool. I also love his, uh, his winning uh, dance. It's really adorable. But Lucy's, like, OP. 
she has a lot of great abilities with Lucy. Like, whoever, like, starts playing Lucy is gonna own that game. Like, her abilities are really cool. She can bite somebody. She can turn into a ghost. Like, there's some really cool abilities with Lucy. But, you know, my main's gonna be leaking for sure. So, uh, I forget when the game's coming out. Is it this month or next month? I don't remember when the Glory All-Star Brawl is coming out. But it's really cool. Again, we get some nice Loud House representation in the game. Because with Lincoln, we do have, there's a map where you can play on the Loud House uh, house building. Uh, yes, that's pretty cool. I think Lucy's in a cemetery, I guess it's from the Loud House, but yeah, no, it's really just nice to have some nice uh, Nickelodeon, uh, not, some nice uh, Loud House representation in a Nickelodeon game. Hopefully, eventually, they'll finally put Roddy in it. Like, please, you know? I mean, it's weird enough that Lynn's not a playable character, but Lucy is. I don't know why they decide on Lucy. Maybe she's the most popular sister when they did a poll, I guess, but it should have been Lynn. But it's really cool just to see Link and, Lynn, no, Link and Lucy have some representation in an official Nickelodeon game that's coming out. So yes, that was a lot of news. <laughs> There's lots and lots of news. And um, I did. I kind of wanted to highlight the uh, Loud House Christmas behind-the-scenes videos, but majority of them are mostly the same of what we've seen a lot of the behind-the-scenes of the Loud House Christmas live-action movie. But they've been pumping those out. Lots of behind-the-scenes videos of those, too. I'll link those in the description, but there's some really good ones I'll recommend here. But yes, there's that's all the Loud House and Casa Grande news for this week. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about all the new Casa Grande episodes that came out because they're still airing season 2 episodes and then and so the majority of these are season 2 episodes and then we're going to end with season 3. I was going to end with a certain episode to get it over with, but honestly after when I just bad, bad talk in that episode, I want to get into the good stuff afterwards, so we're just going to jump right into season 2 and then we'll, we'll talk about season 3 because it just started so we'll, we'll end it with season Three's episode, so we'll we'll talk about the Casa Grandes when we get back. Shut up. 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 Shut up.
It's a dance, it's a drink. You can make it in a blender, you can make it in the sink. You can do it on a dance floor, you can do it on an ice cream. Don't miss your chance to dance and dance. They've been doing it in London, they've been doing it in France. Probably do it on the moon if they had half a chance, but the juice would break if they do the fruit shake. back to talk about all the new Casa Grande episodes that aired and there's a lot of them so we can discuss them. The majority of them are uh, Just Be Cool, Teed Off, Spin Off, Couture for Consequences, Strife Codes, Gossipy Girl, Bend Like a Buella, and Bunstoppable and again the beginning of season three. So yes a lot of these episodes had already aired early so majority of us have seen these before so I'm very excited I can finally talk about these especially Teed Off because it is, it is the episode with Lori in it so I'm very excited to finally talk about that. But let's start at the beginning. So just be cool. When Sancho gets himself into trouble in the city, Sergio helps him become a model pet. So I hate to say this, but I don't remember a lot from this episode because it's a Sancho and Sergio episode, so it's not really that memorable. The only things I really remember about this episode is like Roddy and Bobby and Maria bonding over soccer, like for a second, and that's really it. And then Sergio calls Roddy Ann to help them when him and Lalo get trapped in the uh, in the pet shelter. When they get when they get captured in the shelter, he calls Roddy Ann to help them, which is very interesting. I'm surprised that he wouldn't call Carl in this situation. But, I mean, it's, it is what it is. I mean, it's a Sancho and Sergio episode. I, I mean, I don't know what you expect more than what you see of it with a Sergio episode. I think Sergio's kind of a jerk to Sancho, honestly. Even though Sancho's supposed to be his best friend, he's kind of a jerk to him. But then again, that's how Sergio is. So, I don't really expect nothing more, nothing less. It is kind of interesting to see Sergio and Lalo team up because... We do see Sergio Lalo with Carl, but we don't really get to see episodes where they're teamed up. So, see, like, a moment where Sergio and Lalo were working together to get Sancho out was very interesting, but it's not a very interesting episode. It's not a very uh, memorable episode, honestly. It's just another Sergio episode that we could just throw away after we see it, you know? Like, I hate to say that, but it's just, like... It's fine. It's nothing memorable, that's for sure. So, you know, if I, if I can't really remember anything memorable about it, that's that's how the, that's how memorable the episode was to me. But, you know, I'm sure if, if someone liked it, that's fine. But it's just like, it's just what you get from Sergio episodes to me personally. Teed off. Worried that Lori may have a new crush, Bobby visits her in college and tries to impress her with his golf skills. I was so happy with this episode because if Casa Grandes could do a better fairway episode than Loud House, that's saying something. Because wow, was this episode great! <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I knew this episode was gonna be awesome just because again, it's 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 season two. It's Lori's return to Casa Grandes, and the thing is, she has she hasn't showed up in in uh, season two at all, except for her cameo with other mess. But that doesn't really count that much because she's only in for like a few minutes. But like Lincoln finally got more cameos than her this season, which I'm very happy about. 
<laughs> you know, like, I was waiting till he got more cameos than Laurie season, because Laurie got more, men well, Laurie still gets more mentions than Lincoln, so... Season 3, please change that for me. But anyway, but yeah, no, Teen Off is a great episode. I think because, again, it's a Bobby-focused episode, and the fact that he thinks that Laurie might be, like, interested in this other guy that's, like, the best player on her on her team, like, this episode is super funny. Like, I, I love when Bob, like, I love jealous Bobby. I think he's so funny when he's jealous. Like, I remember the part where, like, where, like, Laurie's trying to, like, uh, like impersonate the guy that she's uh her her friend and Bobby's like this is all so funny to me <laughs> like it's just so funny like or when he's like oh uh hi it's a uh, it's it's me uh Lori's boyfriend you know <laughs> like it's so funny uh Ewan I forgot the guy's name was Ewan yeah the guy that's Lori's friend that Bobby thinks that she might be cheating on him like I remember when I heard about this episode I was like wow like why would Bobby think that Lori might might get a crush on this guy but. Honestly, you can't blame her if, if that would have happened, because, wow, Ewan is, is very ripped. <laughs> He's a very attractive guy, and they, they make it so easy to, like, have Lori be interested in this guy, but obviously she, she loves Bobby. And I really love this episode because, again, it's a great episode that highlights the lobby relationship and the development of the lobby relationship. It's showing that, you know, even though they're long distance, that doesn't mean that Lori would, would ever cheat on Bobby or be interested in another guy. She she is so dedicated and loyal to, to Bobby, and Bobby's so loyal to her that he would go and visit her. Like, he went to, he went to Fairway as a surprise, I think it's so cute. Like, I love that he went to surprise her at, at the golf college because he's been there once in school helping her helping her uh, move in uh, when she was going to the dorms but this is like the first time he's visited her on campus ever so like seeing that he was surprised her is really adorable but seeing all the ways that Bobby is trying to like you know sabotage you in and you know Carl and Sergio come on <laughs> Like, I think the worst part about this episode is that they, they decided to shoehorn in Carlos Sergio because of course they would. But I think I like the way they did it because I like Carl helping out Bobby. I like episodes with Bobby and Carl. So, you know, Carl actually is over his crush on Lori. I, I guess it just happened off screen or something. Because, like, when Lori's like, is that Carlos Sergio? She, he's like, what up, double L? <laughs> Or, like, when he's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, that guy's gonna steal your girlfriend. Like, it's like, oh, Carl got over Lori pretty fast. I mean, that adulates in his life. I, I guess that's why. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I really love Teed Off. It's a really great episode. And what was great about it was getting that and Lori days back to back. After those two episodes, I'm like, that's what you should be doing with Lori's fairway arc. Doing that in the Casagrandes and doing that in Loud House. So having an episode where, again, it's a fairway episode. The entire episode, after after Bobby's like, I'm gonna go visit Lori, they cut straight to fairway. That's how you should be doing crossover episode, episodes, okay? Like, the thing with crossover episodes is I feel like when Casagrandes or Loud House does crossover episodes, they don't get straight to the point of it. You know, like, there's episodes where I feel like when they do a crossover, they're not getting straight to the point. They're waiting a long time to a established stuff and then the crossover happens in the second half and there's not enough time to digest Lincoln being in it or Lori being in it but again like there's episodes like Prankiversary when they established the whole thing with you know the Prankiversary and Sid wants to help out Lincoln does come but he's stuck in the Mercado for majority of the episode while Sid and Ronnie are doing shenanigans and then Lincoln pops back up. But again, like, the episode is still very focused on Sid and Lincoln and Ronnie Ann, so it is still a very focused episode, but I still feel like they're not... 
they're not letting, like, Lincoln do a lot more when it comes to these crossover episodes. Like, Other Best, for example, yes, he shows up in the first half, but then it's not until the second, way into the second half, we see Lincoln and Sid together, and then we see the three, three together at the end. There's not enough time to digest that. It's not something like Horoscope, where Lincoln is prominent in the episode. He's there the whole time, and there's a significance to him being there that he's important to the plot. So he's, like, there a lot. I'm not saying that's important to Prankiversary, it's just that when the crossover episodes happen, I feel like they're not letting, like, Lori Lincoln have enough time for their screen time because it's in the Casa Grande days. With Lori, for example, like Flea Market, she's in it for a majority of time, however, majority of it is still a Casa Grande episode. Same thing with Cursed. Cursed is a Casa Grande episode first before crossover. So with, uh, so with, um, Teed Off, Lori is in it a lot, and again, they're at Fairway, and there's a lot of time you know, focus on her being there with Bobby and such, even though it does shift the focus to Bobby and Carl Sergio helping out, but I think they do a really good job with keeping it focused. It's like how I see Prankiversary, for example. Prankiversary is so focused on the three friends. There's not a single other Casagrande that shows up except Rosa for one line <laughs> and Sergio, but, and, and you know what I mean, but then like Adelaide shows up at the end, but it's mostly focused on Sinodikin. Same thing here. It's focused on Lobby, and they're at Fairway, and they, they get there right away. They don't waste time establishing stuff for majority of the episode, and then crossover. They get to the point, and I think that's really great. That's how you should be... That's how you should be handling these crossover episodes. Don't be scared to just get to the point. You don't have to establish all of this, and then suddenly, poof, there's Lauren Lincoln. You know, like, get to the point, and then it works that they're in it majority of the episode, instead of them standing around and waiting until their next line for, like, another part that they're, like, waiting on while, like, Sid and Ronnie and or Bobby and Carl have shenanigans in the background, but you know what I mean. But, like, yeah, I really love this episode, and it makes me hopeful for more crossover episodes, because, again, Lincoln got majority of the of the cameos this season, besides Lori, which I was really helpful for. So I'm thinking, like, so if Lori got the most cameos season one, Lincoln got the most season two, is that gonna mean they're gonna be equal in season three? We don't I don't know yet, because we don't really know what, what's going to happen with season three, because right, right now we only have, only have three episodes, or, or four technically, but it's two, right, it's two, because two segments, and each segment is two, but, you know, we'll see what happens, but it makes me very excited for more, you know, like, I, I was surprised it took them this long to have Lori come in season two, but when they did, they decided to do a, barely a better Fairway episode than Loud House could ever do, because they, Loud House did Ghosted, and then the Casagrande decided, you want to do that for Fairway? Nah, brah, we, we were going to do a better episode. <laughs> and yeah, no, I love Teed Off, it's a fantastic episode, and, that, and Teed Off and Lori Days made me more excited at the possibility that they're finally realizing what they should be doing with Lori and her Fairway arc, and making it more significant than, like, just ignoring it, you know what I mean? <laughs> and the Lobby, of course. Like, the last thing I want to say real quick about Lobby is, like, they, like, that episode was basically like, you want lobby kisses? We'll give you four <laughs> in the episode. Oh my god. They kissed four times in this episode. More than they ever did in the Loud House or even the Casa Grandes. Loud House just gave them one little kiss and one kiss on the cheek. They get four kisses in this episode, man. That's the good stuff. They know how to cater to the fan service. That's why Casa Grandes is great with their fan service, because, like, doing it with Lobby, four kisses, that's how you do I love Lobby so much. They're so adorable. Yeah, so Teed Off is just perfect episode. Like, I'd probably give it a 10 out of 10, but, I mean, honestly, I would. It's such a great episode. <laughs> Every time I think about, think about Teed Off, it's such a wonderful episode. I love it. The next episode is Spin Off. Get it? 
Get it? Because it's a spinoff? <laughs> I mean, come on. It's the obvious joke. Um, after seeing CJ's awesome spinning moves, Par helps CJ enter and train for a sign spinning competition. So yes, finally, justice for CJ. He gets the focus episode after forever. <laughs> Thank God, you know, because poor little CJ hasn't had a single episode since R and the Family. So he finally gets his real first focus episode, really. Because, like, R and the Family was him and Roddy and really. But, like, this is actually his first real focus episode. And he's paired with Par. I like their relationship. It's really cute. And I think this episode is great. Because, again, it is the first, like, it is really, like, a true CJ episode where he competes in this spinning, uh, the side spinning contest. I, you know, there's not really a lot, a lot I have to say about this episode. I just think it's really just a fun episode. A very interesting concept for CJ. And I just think that I just really want more CJ episodes. That's really all I have to say about it. It's just like, yes, I want more CJ episodes. I think this is a really good one. I like the relationship between CJ and Parr. I'd like to see more of that in the show. I just want more CJ episodes. And this had a lot of potential with that. So I want to see more CJ episodes. That's all I really have to say about it. It's just, a, it's a good episode. That's all I'll say. The next episode is Two for Consequences. When Adelaide loses a tooth, Carl and Bobby teach her about El Raton at the Latin American Tooth Fairy. So yes, we were all excited about this one because it is the next Carlade episode in the show. So we got two Carlade episodes season two, which is awesome. Um, I mean, technically it's not really a Carlade episode as it is like Adelaide does lose her tooth, but Carl is and Bobby are mostly the focus of this. Like after the second part, it's mostly just Carl and Bobby. But what I really like about this episode is that you see the, the character growth of Carl with his relationship with Adelaide. Carl really does care about Adelaide. Like, when Adelaide loses her tooth and they're trying to find ways to get the, the El Raton to come and get her tooth, but of course, every other time, he's not coming. Carl feels like that he's just, he, he's telling Bobby, like, if this doesn't happen, he's gonna dis they're gonna disappoint Adelaide and all the kids that are trying to get their, their tooth to, to El, Rat El Raton. So, like, Carl really does care about Adelaide's feelings. He's like, you're gonna let Adelaide down and all those other kids down if you if you keep if, you, if we don't get this rats to get get their tooth, you know. Like, so I really like the the growth of Carl and Adelaide's relationship. Like, you know, Carl and Adelaide are so cute together, and I love their friendship. We really need to see more of that in the show. We barely see it in the show. Like, you know, we had those little moments in uh, season one with them hanging out. Like after Uptown Funk, we had a little moment in the sleepover episode. We had Karate Chops, which really isn't a Carl episode that much but it's just so nice to see them but like in the beginning here they're just like hanging out and like just drawing together and it's so cute to see Carl and Adelaide together I really want to see more episodes with them like Uptown Funk where they're just hanging out and being buddies it's really cute and adorable I call them the Rodikin of the Casagrandes where they started out as like Carl kind of was annoyed by Adelaide and now he's grown his relationship with her I kind of see it as their their version of Rodikin and I just love that Carl's you know, growth of Adelaide is something very special that he really does care about her a lot. And again, any episode with Carl and Bobby works great, but you know, like, this episode is cute. That's really all I have to say about it. It's just a really cute episode. There's nothing really amazing about it, but it's just a nice concept that we get to learn more about these, um, these Latin American, uh, like things like how they don't have the tooth fairy they have el raton which is their version of the tooth fairy but it's not really but it's really cool and it's like a real rat exists in their world and 
takes their teeth like the two fairy like it's very very strange but I think it's a really cute episode just because of that and when Adelaide loses her tooth when we talk about Gossipy Girl they actually keep that continuity for one episode which I think is really neat that they actually keep the continuity that she lost her one tooth but then by season three it grows back so you know but that was really nice that they remember that continuity just for a little bit but then they just forgot about it but you know that's still nice so it's it's a nice episode, that's all I'll say. It's a really nice episode because any episode with Carl, Adelaide, and Bobby will be a good episode anyway, so. Just a fair warning, we're getting to two episodes that one is fine and one is a doozy. So I'm warning you here, my opinions are my opinions. If you liked a certain episode, that's fine. You could tell me why you liked it, I totally understand. But these are my personal, honest opinions about episodes. So don't take my word for it if you disagree or you think my word is is how it is. But, you know, I just want to say up front, like, I was a little, like, dramatic about a certain episode. Maybe people assume something about an episode. I don't want to come off that way. It's my personal opinion. You don't have to agree with me. But as I'm warning right now, this is how I feel about this ep- a certain episode. And we discussed it. Not this, Not the first one. But you know what I mean. So let's talk about Strife Coach. Roddy and her friends help get Mrs. Kernicki hired as the new PE coach, but her classes are no joke. So uh, this is the first Mrs. Kernicki episode in the show, and they actually get her to be their new coach because they're trying to find a new PE coach, and they think that she's the best candidate for it. And as as Roddy and the Friends episodes go, it's fine, <laughs> you know? Again, like, it's like looking at the Friends episodes. How do you really judge them? They're, like, just the way they are. I mean, it's it's nice just because we got some nice focus on Mrs. Kernicki, and she does become the new coach, and they try to sabotage her, but that doesn't work out, and they realize that they messed up, and they clean up and stuff, but I, I, I don't know what's gonna come with this. Like, you know, with Casa Grande and their continuity, will Mrs. Kernicki officially be their, their coach for the rest of the season? We don't know yet, but I think because of the fact of the ending, maybe she'll be their official new PE coach and we'll see her more often in the show than we do when she was just their neighbor. So that's a pretty neat concept, but again, as Roddy and the Friends episodes go, it's just, it's just fine. <laughs> that's all I'll say because I have a lot to say about the next episode, so I'm just gonna say Strife Coach is fine. It's passable, it's fine. <sighs> You know, again, like I, I said in my warning, I, there's episodes of these shows that I really just don't like to t- like to bad talk or say bad things about. But this episode, I, 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 I know, like it's been it's 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 been a long time coming. I was I I knew it was coming. I know I had to talk about it, and. You know, it's like, it's not the first time that I've, that I've bad talk an episode, like, again, teachers fret from Casa Grande's. But this episode is on a whole other level that I can't even describe that makes teachers fret look like a perfect episode, and that's saying a lot. Like, after this episode, I went to teacher fret and apologized to it. I'm like, I'm so sorry that I ever said anything bad about you, teacher's fret, because if I knew that this episode called Gossipy Girl would exist, I would never ever said anything bad about you. You are passable. You are fine. I can forget about you in a week. You're good. Gossipy Girl is on a whole other level that I can't even describe without being a little angry, but... 
a little uncomfortable and a little disappointed and there's just so many feelings about this episode that I just even when I have to when I have to read the description it's gonna make me angry but you'll see so gossipy girl when a Sid secret is leaked at school, Rodian and Sid wonder if they can continue being best buds. Which, by the way, none of that happens in this episode. <laughs> that description does not add up. Who wrote that description? That is not what happens in this episode, by the way. It is not a Roddy and the Sid episode. It is a Roddy and the Friends episode, and Sid is kind of a focus at the end. That is not what happens in this episode whatsoever. My description for this episode would be, when the Friends play Truth or Dare, their secrets somehow get leaked out and they need to figure out who leaked out their secrets. There's no indication that this would focus on Rodney and the Sid, they could continue to be best buds. Especially when it says a Sid secret is leaked out. There's no, there's no time that Sid's secret ever gets leaked out until the end where she thinks it's her fault. A Sid secret? No. She's the only one that does not reveal a secret at the truth or dare in the beginning. I swear, whoever wrote this description did not watch the episode. <laughs> Because that is not what happens in this episode. This episode was due from the start from that. It was also due from the start when they accidentally called it a Loud House episode and not a Casagrande episode. They wanted to hide this episode from us because they were so ashamed of it. I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just messing with you guys. But, okay. Again, like I said, if you like this episode, that is completely fine with you. But for me personally, this episode has been lingering in the back of my mind ever since I saw it early because it leaked early a while back. So I was dreading the day this episode would air. So I've been thinking about it for a long time, being scared of it, worried about it, all the backlash for it. Because the first time we all saw it, most of us agreed it was not a very good episode. I still hold that. I still stand by that. It's my least favorite episode of the entire uh, season of Casa Grande season two. It is literally the worst episode. <laughs> but... I, you know, it's, it's, after reevaluating it, like, I haven't watched it because it, it, it makes me feel things I can't, I can't describe. It's not that bad after the first five minutes. The first five minutes are some of the most confusing, conflicting things I've ever seen in both shows that maybe question my sanity to where after that, I couldn't even watch the rest of the episode trying to focus on it. Like, it just kept going and it was so confusing and conflicting and okay so let's start at the beginning so at the beginning of the episode again my memory is so f uh, fuzzy of this episode there's probably things I'll, I'll forget about it but majority of stuff I remember is mostly the first five minutes and you know why um so the first five minutes they're playing true for dare they're revealing all their secrets like Casey's like a farter for some reason, um, and some others, but then Rodian is the one that steps up and is like, okay, tell us your most embarrassing secret, and her secret is that she had an embarrassing dream about marrying some random boy in her class, and her friends get all squealy, and it's like, oh my god, oh gee, and they're like, Laird's like, was I there? Laird, what the heck? <laughs> um, but yeah, she's like, she's like blushing, super embarrassed by it, but again, 
this doesn't mean anything. No, I, I'm saying it right now. I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you're just denying it because you're a Ronnie fan. No, I'm saying in the general sense, this doesn't mean that she likes this boy. She's embarrassed because she had a very embarrassing dream. Because this happens a lot. We, we dream about people in different scenarios and we don't like to think about it like that. So yeah, it's an embarrassing dream. It doesn't mean she likes this guy. And again, like after what happened with her and Becky, I don't think there's any way she would. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean she likes him or anything. Even though the friends are like, oh, it's like, ugh, like, don't do that, you know, it's like, it was bad enough when they did that when she was, like, trying, when they were trying to pair up with Lair, like, come on, guys, I mean, I'm joking here right now, like, Lincoln's right there, come on, like, once, once Lincoln come back in the show, you do that, come on, Casa Grande, just let them see her Lincoln together and, and they'll squeal and ship it, please, you did in the comics, so do it in the actual show for me, thank you, but, yeah, no, it doesn't mean that she likes this boy, there's no, there's no reason that. It's just an embarrassing dream, that's all. But then... Uh, probably one of the worst scenes in the entire show, to me personally, is, like, Becky doing this to Ronnie and by embarrassing her in front of Artemis, the boy she had a dream about, and embarrassing her in front of the entire school, and making her cry and run off. Uh, Becky... I don't understand, Becky. What is her purpose? <laughs> you know, like, what? what is her character? Is she a friend to them or does she not like them? Because why did she do that? It's not explained why she did that other than just to embarrass Ronnie and just because? Like, there's no explanation as to why she did that. Like, why did she set this whole thing up, try to get, try to embarrass her from Artemis, and then made her so embarrassed that she cried? Why did she do that? I don't know, because she's an a-hole, I guess. You know, I, I hate to say that about a kid, but Becky, after you did that, I'm sorry, your points went down for me, girl. You have to somehow redeem yourself in season three or for me to forget that, but the fact that you made my girl cry, no, that is unacceptable. You know, Casagrandes, when I said I wanted Ronnie to cry, I did not mean that. After that moment where I saw my favorite character be so embarrassed, she's so... She's so embarrassed, she literally just cries and runs away. I could have watched the rest of the episode. Like, you don't do that to me in the first half of the episode and then try to, try to let me enjoy the rest of it. No. I, no. Why did you do that? And the thing about it is that Rodia gets it the worst in the episode. She gets that... And then everybody else is just like, point, laugh, that's it. Move on, you know? After that, her embarrassing dream does not have any significance after that. It's like, oh, who texted the dream? That's it. That it's gone. And everybody else is, is focused on it, and then we just somehow shift the focus to sin. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. The whole episode is such a total shift. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Because again, like, you're trying, you, you want me to focus on this episode, I'm still thinking about that moment that was so insane, and, 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 you, and you did that to my girl, that I can't forgive it. I can't watch the rest of it without remembering that first five minutes where you literally embarrassed my favorite character in the whole wide world, and seeing her get embarrassed throughout the entire school and cry and run away. No, I'm sorry. I know a lot of people have said that that, that scene isn't that bad, but to me personally, because Rodney is my favorite character, I don't want to see her like that. I don't want to see her weak, so weak and embarrassed she cries and runs away. No! I know my girl cries. I know she's very vulnerable, but not like that. Just no. I feel embarrassed for her. That's why I say this episode is like a super uncomfortable, unsettling feeling about watching this episode for me. The rest of the episode, I can say, 
is passable. Like, the rest of the episode is fine. However, it's not in another way. Like, here's the other thing. Like, once, once Ronnie is trying to figure out who did it, they their secrets get texted out, they're all embarrassed stuff, they goes down to Sid... At first, Ronnie is like, oh no, well obviously, it's not Sid, because what would Sid do it? She's innocent, so let's just test it out. But then when it does happen, then of course they get mad at Sid and blame her, and I don't really like how they do that. Like, the description here says, Ronnie and Sid wonder if they could continue being best buds. Which, yes, kind of happens, but not really, where Ronnie is like, mad at Sid for doing this because she thinks she did it. And then once it is, once Sid kind of does confess that she she thinks she did it, Rodian's like, well, I'm glad she's being honest. Like, wow, Rodian, that's, that's kind of mean to your best friend. The person that you trust and love the most. You would, you would blame them like that. But again, you kind of understand how she feels. If your best friend did that to you, yeah, you kind of would be upset. But what I don't like about the episode is that, yes, they set up this whole thing with Sid where she's texting in her sleep and she knows she does this. And it's like, oh, well, maybe I was texting in my sleep, so um, I'm the one to blame. And it's like, shouldn't, couldn't you just check your phone? <laughs> like, it would be so easy that she would just check her phone to see if she texted. She goes to the guys and is like, guys, I'm innocent. I didn't text anything. My, my phone is blank. But then again, they could have said like, oh, we, we, you just deleted the messages, you know, so that doesn't matter. But what I also don't like about it is that, yes, they set up the whole thing with Sid and the texting thing, but then they turn around and say it was the obvious answer. It was Sergio who texted out it on Breakfast Bots. <laughs> Casa Grandes, come on. <laughs> it was so obvious it was going to be Sergio. I would have liked it if it was actually Sid. Not because I think it's, I, I think I want Sid to be blamed for, just because, like, at the end when she's embarrassing herself, she doesn't deserve it after that because she wasn't the one that did it. Like, if, if you would have had Sergio embarrass himself, that would have been funnier. <laughs> like, if you would have been like, oh, well, Sergio, now you gotta say your most embarrassing secret because you are the one to blame, that would have been funnier. You know, but now we have to go and see Sid embarrass herself by by uh, admitting she has an Abraham Lincoln on her foot. Okay. <laughs> like, um, alright, that's, uh something. Yeah, like, the secrets are, are weird, but, like, that's just odd. But then, like, but I do like how the friends do stand up for her. Like, Rania confesses her one, another embarrassing secret where she dances. And I, I can't really describe, like, how I describe the dance is, like, a bird dance. She's, like, flapping her wings and she's going, like, oot, oot, oot. And I'm, like, sweetie... I don't know what's more embarrassing. For me personally, was that dream dream about you marrying some random boy in your class. That's pretty embarrassing. But this little bird dance you're doing, you've done more embarrassing dances than this, sweetie. Like that wacky, wavy, arm flowing two-man dance you do in, in uh, Do the Fruit Shake is more embarrassing than this bird dance you're doing. And you dance in public all the time. You were at a pigeon party last episode, sweetie, okay? I don't think that's embarrassing at all. But yeah, I mean, the ending is wholesome. Where they do stand up for Sid, and that's really nice, but... <sighs> this episode's a confusing mess. It's it's so confusing. I don't understand why they decided to end season 2 with this episode. It, it's, it's, a, it's a clutter mess. Like, I just can't... I can't... I can't understand the episode. No matter how hard I think about it, I'm like... That was so bad. Like, this is, there's, just so, there's just so much about it where I want to ignore it. I want to forget about it, which once I do talk about it on this podcast, it's gone from my brain. I'm done with it. I'm done for. I'm done thinking about it. It's over. 
it's done, you know, season three is here now, now I don't think about it anymore. But the fact that they decided decide this was the last episode to end on season two made me question it a lot. Because, like, really, this episode, you decided to end the entire season with this episode? Which, I don't know. It's just like, again, I understand that some people didn't think it was that bad. Again, everything else after the first half isn't that bad. Personally, I think it's a confusing mess, but it's not that bad. It's just those first five minutes, which are super embarrassing for me personally. If you don't find them embarrassing, that's fine. But the first time I watched this episode, I felt so much secondhand embarrassment that I couldn't continue the episode. And that's what they were going for. They did an Excellent job on that, honestly. Good job. Props to you, Casagrandes, for making the most second-hand embarrassing episode I've ever seen in my entire life. <sighs> I mean, I don't know. Like, again, it's... It's fine. Like, uh, that... I'm honest with you guys. I really didn't like this episode. Again, it's my least favorite episode of, 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 of all of season two. And the th the only good thing about it is like, okay, we, 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 we learned Sid's full name, with this, which is Sydney. We all knew that, but it's cool to hear in the show. The, the, the what is it? The Hoblo joke? What is it? It's Julio? Oh, the Julio joke is funny. But everything else is just an embarrassing mess that I can't describe. And again, like I said before, if you liked it, that's fine. I'm. I, that's perfectly valid. That's okay. That's okay. I, I'm totally cool if you like it, but because it's the last episode of season two, and it's like, just, it makes me feel uncomfortable even thinking about it or watching it, it's my least favorite episode of all of season two. But, you know, I'm just, I'm kind of worried that they might do another episode worse than this. I mean, I hope that's not the case, but again, if you liked it, that's fine, but for me, it's an embarrassing Second-hand embarrassment, confusing, cluttered mess that I don't want to experience again. I don't want to talk about it anymore, but I don't have to talk about it in sessions, but I'll try to make it quick. But again, I apologize to Teacher's Fret for ever calling you the worst episode of Season 2, because this is the worst episode of Season 2, and I'm proud to say that. And again, if you liked it, fine, but for, but for me, it is the worst episode of Season 2, just because it is just, it is such... It is such a trash fire of a mess episode that I can't even describe it. Like, again, that's how I describe teachers, right? I call it a trash fire. But this is, like, the biggest trash fire of trash fires. It's like the Simpsons' big trash fire in their, in their, in their, their, uh, in their town. That's how I describe Gossipy Girl. It's way at the top of the trash fire. And teachers, right, like, at the below bottom now. So, I'm so glad I finally got it off my chest that I can talk about it again. That how much I just... <sighs> You know, but it's glad to get that get that off my chest. That way we, we can get to the last uh, episodes, which are both really good episodes. The beginning of season three. And finally, we finally get to talk about season three of the Casa Grandes. Woo! <laughs> yes, season three has finally aired. We're finally in season three. It's very, very exciting. So we're going to talk about the first two episodes of season three, which are Bend It Like Abuelo and Bunstoppable. So Bend It Like Abuelo, Hector finally joins his dream soccer team as our good luck charm. So I'm going to make a joke at the top of the show before I talk about the episode. If I had a nickel for every time Casa Grandes does a no such luck, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice, right? <laughs> Yeah, so basically this episode is the the better version of No Such Luck, where Hector thinks that he's a good luck charm by having the soccer player rub his head, or rub his belly or something, what was it? I think it was rub his head, yeah. Um, 
you know, in terms of Hector episodes, this is a pretty decent episode. I think it's a pretty funny episode, actually. Like, it's a nice way to start season three by having a Hector episode, since we haven't really had a lot of those in the show. But I think it's basically just, like, a better version of No Such Luck. There's a lot of funny moments in it. Rosa can raise... Rosa has supernatural powers. <laughs> yeah, like, when she has the doll um, as Hector and it's dressed like Ernesto, she had a fish uh, specially made. It has powers. I think it's like a voodoo doll. Like, it's like, Rosa, have you been messing with the dark arts? <laughs> like, I know she believes in the supernatural, but geez, Rosa, chill. <laughs> but yeah, no, I... I Every, again, I don't have a lot, a lot to say on this one, but as an opener for season three, it is a pretty good episode. I think it's a really funny episode. That's all we have to say about it. It's basically just a better version of No Such Luck. No Such, no such Luck Done Right. But again, we also had Curse, which is No Such Luck Done Right. So, I don't know. Again, that's why I say they, they, did, they did it twice. But this is like, to me, No Such Luck because it, it focuses on soccer and good luck. So, yeah, it's it's a pretty nice one. And the guest star in it is pretty, pretty good, too. I forget who the guest star was on this episode. It was the soccer player. But it's a really just... It's, a, it's just a funny episode. I really liked it. And then, the one we all want to talk about, Bunstoppable. While preparing Bao for the Chinese Cultural Fair, Sid and Adelaide face off against time-hopping bandits. So, yes, this is the first... In the Casa Grandes. This, this is the first of the Casa Grandes as we had the as we have the first Sid and Adelaide focused episode in the entire show. We have never had a single episode where Sid and Adelaide are teamed up together or working together, except for Prankiversary and in the Casa Grande arc. It was in a uh, uh what was uh, uh, room for approval. I'm sorry, I almost got, forgot the name. But this is the first episode where Sid and Adelaide are only in it. And that's the thing. It only focuses on Sid and Adelaide. Their dad shows up, and then it's mostly just Sid and Adelaide. Not a single other Casa Grande or Ronnie Ed shows up in this episode. Which I think is a really great thing. You know, I, I, I talked about it in the last episode where I was kind of worried that Ronnie Ed wouldn't show up as much because season 2 underutilized her. But for this episode specifically, I'm glad she wasn't in it or shoehorned in because I wanted to see more Sid and Adelaide together. And I really like how they balance off each other as sisters and working together to stop these bandits. And again, Sid and Adelaide created time travel. They brought these bandits back to life through time travel. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, like through through Breakfast Bot's malfunction, they they brought them to the real world. It, it's very weird, but 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 joke. But but that aside, I think it's a really great episode just because again, it's Sid and Adelaide, and again, there's no other Casagrandes, no Carl, no Roddy Ann. They don't show up in this episode. It's only um, so it's Sid and Roddy Ann and uh, not Sid Roddy Ann, uh, Sid and uh, Adelaide and their dad. It feels like a a true sequel to uh to Zoomergency where they finally focused on the Chang family and they really have the Castellanis and Roddy and contribute that much. So this episode they decide no Castellanis, no Roddy in, just sit in Adelaide and that's perfect. Like I just love seeing these two together and I really want more episodes with these two together. Like again, this is a crazy episode just just the fact of they brought these characters back to life from the past. 
But, I mean, you know, this show has done crazier things, so I'm just like, eh, whatever, that's the way it is. But, again, with Sid and Adelaide, you can't go wrong with them in episodes, so seeing them finally have a sister dynamic-focused episode together, I want more of these with Sid and Adelaide together, because they're such a fun pair, and there's so much you can do with Sid and Adelaide together. So, yes, I love this, I love the fact that it felt like a true successor to Zoomergency, and I can't wait to see more Chang episodes in the future. So, the B Season 3 is looking very promising. After those two episodes, and the next episodes that are coming out, while the Sergio episode is the way it is, I mean, the Arturo Marie episode is a long time coming, that looks very promising, and of course, the Halloween special we've all been waiting for, season three is looking like it's gonna be a banger, that's for sure. Let's, let's hope it stays that way for a while, because... You know, with Loud House Season 5, so far, it, it kind of looked like a doozy towards the end with all these Lincoln and Friend episodes of Season 5, but you never know. I mean, but but the thing is, with all these Lincoln and Friend episodes, it's just too much, man. <laughs> like, they're just ending, they're ending Season 5 with all these Lincoln and Friend school episodes. It's just strange. But Season 3 of Casa Grande is looking super promising, so we'll see what happens with Season 3 at the end of, of, of TLH Season 5. So yes, that's all the news and all the episodes of The Loud House and The Casagrades that came back. So we'll see you next time, hopefully after uh, October 8th and October 15th. Uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen with those. I was going to, I did ask Saran if he would come on for the uh, Halloween episode of The Casagrades. I was going to have him for the season three premiere, but because of time and I was very busy, I went on a hiatus for the podcast. I decided to do a solo show talking about the season three premiere. So I actually wanted him back on because I always like to have him on for the premieres of The Casagrades since he was a Casagrande podcast like me before we, we both switched to bo talking about both shows. So yeah, I, I hopefully he gets to come on and we'll have him on for the Halloween Casagrande episode and then of course uh, if you if you want to see more of me talk about these talk about um the Loud House of the Casagrandes the Treehouse Sessions the next one will be October 9th so that'll be October 9th we'll have another Treehouse Sessions where we'll talk about all the Loud House of the Casagrande episodes we want to talk about and any other things we want to talk about so catch me on the Treehouse Sessions so again we'll see you all next time on Casa Loud Chats